Investment Strategies LLC is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose from Retirement Income Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rhett and Mark provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose. Well, hey, all you cat and kittens. This is Mark Rose and Rhett Wood. We're from Retirement Income Strategies, and this is the One About Retirement. And if you missed that reference, uh, you might have been living in a cave because that is the Tiger King on Netflix from our own Oklahoma Joe Exotic. And man, it's a train wreck of a show if you've seen it. It just Ooh. gets worse and worse and worse, but you can't stop watching it almost. You know, it's there's, crazy. There is a lot of crazy about that. Yes. So, uh, but we're not talking about Joe Exotic today. We're, we're not talking about craziness. We're talking about money management tips. Yeah, something we should all do more of. That's exactly right. So once again, this is the one about retirement. And I'm Mark Rose. He's Rhett Wood from Retirement Income Strategies. If you uh, need something from us, give us a call, 405-703-3858, or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. Rhett, how are things going? Well, as you know, living that quarantine life is not the most convenient thing in the world. It is It is rough. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, we're sitting here in the office right now, but... I've been trying to work at home as much as possible, but there's just some stuff you can't do from home. I mean, I don't have like a fax machine and a printer and, and all the stuff that we've got here and, and client files and materials. And it is, uh, it is different. What have you guys been doing to uh, pass the time? Jigsaw puzzles. Ooh, like the big, like 500 pieces. And well, stuff. we did a thousand piece. Thank you very much. This last week, it was the Harry Potter thousand piece puzzle. How long did it take? Uh, uh it to took do? a week and a half. Oh wow! With all half. three of you or four of you working on it, or? yeah, it's more. It's mostly Sharon and I, and the girls kind of come in and out. Help they lose. Yeah. The, they like it at the very end when we're just oh, yeah. the last twenty pieces. Finish they lines really inside. like that. But uh, we have a table set up in our uh, living room, and we just keep it up. And so we'll come in and you know each evening do a little work and yeah, like watch know. a movie or something while you're doing it or anything like that. See, or? I can't do that. Yeah. I, I've got to focus on the puzzle. I can't puzzle and watch a yeah. movie. So for me, we usually just play music. Well, I've been spending a lot of time in the vegetable garden. I've been, you know, I, I grow a vegetable garden every year. And so I've been doing a lot of that. And it's been, you know, it's nice to go outside and kind of get away from TV and social media and all that stuff and just like work in the ground for a little bit. Very good. Very good. Well, today we're talking about money management tips. So, you know, probably everyone would agree that money managing your money effectively is a really, really important activity. But, sure. you know, do you actually spend enough time managing money? Today, we're going to look at some money management tips. And one of the first tips is to make sure that you're giving money management the time that it needs because not all people really are. In fact, according to the article on The uh, the Ascent, which is a website managed by The Motley Fool, Americans spend 25 times more time cleaning house than managing money. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so they spend way more time cleaning the house. Uh, and I kind of feel that pain sometimes. But uh 
this they also provide some ways to make money management time more efficient. Yeah, so let's start with something that we think is extremely important for everyone, and that's making a budget. It seems very basic, but a lot of times, you know, some people don't even have a budget. You know, very important, and if you don't have a budget in place, that's going to be our first recommendation. It may take you some time to create your initial budget, but in the end, it will be well worth it, and you'll have a fuller understanding of all the expenses and how they relate to your income. You know, the question about are you spending more than you assume on certain things? Maybe dining out or entertainment. You don't think you're spending that much, but when you create the budget, you're like, oh, wow, I spent this much money in just eating out. And then there might be surprises on your expense ledger, like unused subscriptions or memberships that you identify. They're like, you know what? I could uh, just get rid of those. Yeah, I've, I've definitely relate to that. I noticed one time uh, several months ago that I had more than one Amazon Prime account that I was paying for. Mm. And I thought, how in the world did that happen? You know, and and so little things like that, they, you know, just fly under the radar, add up. And uh, you, know, you talked about, you know, you don't realize how much money goes out until you really start looking at it. You know, one year I looked and it, Average that I was spending like a couple hundred dollars at Lowe's every month, and I thought, what was I? What did I buy? I, right. I have no idea what I got. Right. And so, you know, those surprise charges could add up. And next, you know, you'll want to track your spending in relation to your own budget. You know, simply having a budget but not following it closely is like baking a cake by only looking at you know the cover of the box or something, or only looking at that recipe one time. Are you sure that's the right amount of sugar? You know, keeping a close eye on your budget can help you manage your money a little more efficiently. In fact, a NerdWallet.com article from May of 2018, which was titled, Let's Get Real, What an Average Retirement Costs, the average retiree household spends almost as much on entertainment as households in the 25 to 34 age uh, bracket at nearly $200 a month. So that doesn't include things like food, which can average around $483 per month for a retiree's household. And that gives you an average of nearly $700 for just food and entertainment each month in retirement. Another helpful way to increase your efficiency when it comes to money management is to monitor your credit cards and bank balances. You know, credit card interest and fees add up quickly. Overdraft fees or fraudulent charges can damage your bank balances as well. And by regularly monitoring your credit cards and bank balance, you can protect your money from fees and fraud. According to a recent survey from Bankrate.com titled, Survey of rising ATM and overdraft fees leave consumers paying way more than they did 20 years ago. The average bank overdraft fee is $33. Another area that can quickly erode your bank balance is those ATM surcharges. The same survey found that the average surcharge at at an ATM that's not at your bank was over $3. So that's going to be a lot of money that you're just losing Mm -hmm. in just fees and overdrafts. To get your own money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it feels like every time I stop at an ATM, the surcharge gets, uh, you know, higher and higher and higher. So I always try to go to my bank and go through the window or go through their own ATM. But, you know, more and more consumers are going out of their way to use their own bank just like I do. Uh, A June 2019 study from Mercator Advisory Services, which was titled ATM Banking, it's not just about cash withdrawals anymore, found that 94% of respondents prefer to, to use their own bank's ATM. You know, and that makes sense. Uh, the number dwarfs the 22% that would use another bank's or the 19% that would use an ATM not related to any bank. And, you know, this is understandable when you're looking at the bank rate survey data. They found that out-of-network ATMs, which those are the likely from another bank or uh, unrelated to any bank, had an average surcharge of nearly $5. If you stopped 
at an ATM for just, you know, some pocket cash, say $20, that surcharge is a very uncomfortable 25%. Uh, so, you know, you can see how quickly these fe- fees add up. Yeah, and avoiding those fees, we're saying, is a smart financial decision. Another smart idea for money management is setting financial goals. This means setting both short-term and your longer-term goals. You may want to consider giving yourself weekly and monthly goals. And monitoring and seeing your progress towards those smaller goals can help you build momentum to your bigger financial goals down the line. One of the great examples is my both of my daughters. They have they're trying to save money right now, yeah. and so they have a number in their head that we've talked about. That they're trying to save towards that number and kind of have that be the threshold. So it's fun to watch them kind of you know manage their budget. So and is control it a, their expenses? It's a monthly amount they're trying to save. No, it's an overall total amount. Oh, okay. So you know one of them has this amount of money they want to get in their savings account, and mm-hmm. so she she loves buying shoes, mm-hmm. but she stopped buying shoes because she says I want to get to this level in my savings account, and then that's going to be my bottom threshold. That then I'll keep adding. I can buy shoes later. Well, that's cool. Good for her. Yeah, I love it. That's great. You bet. And so I want to point out something that we feel connects to this whole conversation, and it comes from a study by Ascent published in October of 2019. It said, how much time does the average American spend on personal finance? The study found that nearly half of Americans, they want to be financially prepared for the future, but the shocking discovery is that 97% are not taking the time to build their budget and do the research and and spend the time on their own personal finances. Yeah. You know, and preparing for retirement is an important part of your financial process. Uh, If you liked what you heard today, be sure to go to retirementincomeok.com and head on over to our media page. You know, we want to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for, and we would be glad to help you with that. And so today we're looking at some tips for managing your money. Just before we uh, finished up the last section, we started to dive into another study published back in October 2019, and it was called How Much Time Does the Average American Spend on Personal Finance? Yeah, the study found that nearly half of Americans want to be financially prepared for the future. I mean, uh, that that sounds kind of funny to me because I would think that 100% of Americans would want to be financially prepared for the future. It's kind of like those... Uh, advertisements when the dentist, nine out of 10 dentist, you know, and they make fun of the one dentist (laughs) who doesn't (laughs) agree you should brush your teeth or who knows what. Well, what was shocking in this study though, is that, you know, people want to be prepared for the future, but the discovery was that an astonishing 97% of the study respondents are not taking any time at all to do so. So those who spend time daily on managing their finances are spending less than two minutes a day. Uh, think of the things you do each day that take longer than two minutes. I mean, you talk about brushing your teeth. Aren't you supposed to spend two minutes doing that? That's right. And, and according to that report, the average American spends over 85 hours a month watching TV. Wow. Mm. 85 hours per month. Nearly three hours a day on average. And yet they're still only spending two minutes on their finances. So in our opinion, you know, we don't have to be a math wizard to be able to calculate that this might need to be adjusted, that spend a little more time on our budget and our finances. In my opinion, the study also points out some, you know, cognitive dissonance when it comes to intentions and attitudes about personal finance. 92% of the individuals in the study agreed with the statement, nothing makes me happier or more confident in life than feeling like my finances are in order. Mm. So people agree with that, you know. However, while that may be the desire for many respondents, their actions do not seem to be in alignment. 
Only around 59% of the respondents thought that they could be described as highly financially disciplined or really disciplined at all. So there's clearly room for improvement. You're listening to The One About Retirement. My name is Mark Rose and he's Rhett Wood and we are from Retirement Income Strategies. And if at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. And while at our website, feel free to head over to our media page, check out past shows, and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. That will ensure you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. So we've been talking about today some money management tips. We discussed a lot of statistics and potential tactics that you could use to manage your money more efficiently. Well, and we just talked about that we want to switch gears away from the hard numbers And we talk about something that has recently been in the news, which is discount drug cards. These cards may have a way for you to save money on some of your prescriptions. And you might have seen these cards advertised. You know, sometimes they promise huge savings by simply presenting your card when you pick up your prescriptions at the pharmacy. But how do those cards actually work? What are they really? You know, how does your medical insurance factor into that equation? So our resource for today, which is discount drug cards promise huge savings on your prescriptions. But is there a catch? Uh, It comes from a money.com article and was published in October 2019. It makes one point very clear. These cards are separate from your health insurance. The discount drug cards are generally free from fees and may provide lower prices at participating pharmacies and supermarkets like Walmart, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Safeway, and, and others. And they usually request that you share your types of medicine and zip codes. These cards make money by charging the participating stores a small fee for each transaction. For the stores, it's an opportunity to get you to come into the location. The thinking is that if you enter the store to pick up your prescription, you're probably going to buy something else. And if you save money on the prescription, the logic presumes you may spend more on that impulse purchase in the store. It's important to mention that you cannot use most discount cards and your insurance at the same time. So you'll need to determine when to use the cards to maximize your savings. Discount cards are not a replacement for prescription medical insurance. Many drugs, like those that do not have a generic equivalent, may still be cheaper through your prescription drug coverage with your insurance. And if you choose to use use a prescription drug card instead of your insurance, the cost will not count against your insurance deductible. So this could be an important difference if you're expecting to surpass your deductible for the year. And I can imagine that some people could have their medical budgets uh, you know, designed with the expectation that they would only pay their full deductible each year. So I can see that being an important thing to kind of remember that, you know, what you're spending with that drug card isn't counting towards that. And there are many options for these discount prescription drug cards. They likely uh, all make money in similar ways, but their discounts may vary. Money.com looked at the prices for one common medication, Lipitor. Uh, This brand name cholesterol medication was found at the price of $450 for 30 tablets with a dosage of 40 milligrams. Its generic alternative could be found at a price as low as $6.50 for the same prescription. However, they found that those prices varied between drug discount cards. Uh, one high blood pressure medication produced a savings of $10 a month or you know, $120 a year, depending upon the type of prescription drug card that was used. So it may be worth investigating which card is best for your specific medication. And remember to check your prescription drug insurance coverage as well to ensure that you're getting the option that, that fits your needs. And to help with deciding which discount drug card might be the right one for you, 
retirementliving.com has put together a listing of what they consider the best prescription discount cards. Now, this is not our site, but this is a site that's out there, and you can find their listing at retirementliving.com forward slash best prescription drug cards. That's best prescription drug cards with hyphens in between each word. These rankings will provide details about some of the popular options out there. And retirementliving.com also provides the following top prescription discount card tips. If available, choose the generic option for your prescribed medication for the best discount. Another tip is to understand the ways prescription discount cards differ from insurance. You want to use the prescription discount card company's mobile app for locating pharmacy and browsing discounts. And so you're able to find which pharmacies are going to be able to use those discount cards. You know, these, these prescription drug discount cards are really just an example of one way that you can create a potential healthcare cost savings and manage your money more efficiently. You know, anything that you can do to help save money adds up in the long run. Uh, finding ways to save while you're on a fixed budget in retirement can be especially useful. It can be tempting to be drawn into these advertisements that promise, you know, lower costs. And, and I hope that this episode has given you some more knowledge about these cards and what the options are. We also can provide you with resources to continue to examine uh, if they might be a, a tool that you wish to use. If you like what you heard today, be sure to go to retirementincomeok.com and head on over to our media page. At Retirement Income Strategies, we provide you with information to help make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. If you have any questions about today's show or comments, please do not hesitate to call us at 405-703-3858. Join us again for another episode of The One About Retirement. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The One About Retirement podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rhett Wood or Mark Rose at Retirement Income Strategies. Call 405-703-3858 or visit them online at retirementincomeok.com. Brett Wood and Mark Rosen, Retirement Income Strategies, Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.